From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And it is the national news for week commencing September 19, 2021 in our 26th year of non-stop news. We say that 26 years because... In 1937, in a mention we've come across relating to weekly broadcasts of information prepared by VK4, was a plea to restart the weekly news service, which was on air in the late 1920s. But until 26 years ago, the news used to cease over the festive season. And of course, after the 1940s, during the RD contest. Now, alrighty, who's who in the newsroom this week? WIA's Publication Committee spokesman, Simon, VK2VSR, WIA Director Phil, VK2CPR, WIA's Editor-in-Chief of AR Magazine, Roger, VK2ZRH, and of course Felix, VK4FUQ with Operational News, Jason, VK2LAW International, and Cole, VK3GTV Special Interest Group News. John Knox, VK4FJRK will rewind, VK4LA beacons from Southeastern VK4. Martin VK7GN on behalf of the Oceana DX Contest Committee. And Trent VK4TS on the Ross Hull. All this and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Program recorded here in Brisbane, Olympic City 2032. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here from Adelaide, South Australia, it is transmitted on VK5RAD at 9am. I'm Shirley, VK5YL. Your magazine, your view. This is Simon Rumble, VK2VSR, the Secretary of the Publications Committee. The Publications Committee is delighted to bring each edition of Amateur Radio magazine to life. We would love to hear about your ideas and opinions about the magazine to help shape its future. Therefore, we ask you to complete this survey covering the content, advertising, and most importantly, what you'd like to see in the magazine. The survey is open to all magazine readers to have a single response each. You'll find the survey URL and QR code in the magazine or on the WIA website. You can then complete the survey online or on your phone or tablet. If you prefer to have a hard copy of the survey sent to you, don't hesitate to contact the WIA National Office. The survey closes on the 22nd of October, 2021. If you have questions, please email david at wia.org.au. Many thanks for your participation. The Publication Committee on behalf of the WIA. Hi, I'm VK2CPR. The Board has been concentrating on alignment of various committees. Committees are vital to the correct functioning of the WIA. The Board's job is to have a helicopter view of functions. Peter, VK4EA, advises that Ted Thrift is in the process of handing over the club coordination role to Angelo, VK2NWT. The WIA board is very grateful for the massive contribution put in by TED over many years. The International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU Region 3, 18th Regional Conference, is to be held on the 20th to the 23rd of September. It is similar to an annual general meeting where office bearers are elected and member societies are ratified. The WIA represents Australia's amateur radio fraternity at Region 3, IARU. The WIA may delegate others to participate, and we would suggest that this should be a minimum of three delegates to cover all the proposed working groups. 
The WIA has the option of submitting papers to the conference. These may include information papers on activities and technical matters, such as suggested changes to the Region 3 Constitution, changes to the Region 3 Band Plans, awards, organisation structure, youth development and other matters relevant to the IARU within Region 3. The WIA may nominate persons to act as coordinators for its various activities. This is a good way forward for a person to assist the IARU to gain a profile to seek further office in the future. So that's it for me. Cheers in 73. This is Phil, BK2CPR. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, BK2ZRH. Have you got issue 5 yet? Well, if not, then the latest edition is still making its way through the Australia Post distribution system to land in your mailboxes. For those of you who take the electronic edition only, check your email inbox for notification of your download. Last week's broadcast news, I gave you a rundown of the major features in issue 5 for this year. The special feature on Antarctica, plus Newcomer's Notebook, and the review of the G90 HF portable transceiver from Jigu. So, if you're following the VK3AQZ HF antenna tuner project, I'm afraid you'll have to wait for issue 6 for the next instalment of this major project, out in late November. Given the number of pages the instalment needs, it had to be held over. However, for the avid DXs among readers of Amateur Radio Magazine, DX Talk in Issue 5 has an article from Johannes, 5 Tango 5 Papa Alpha, about his recent exploits activating Arguin Island off the coast of northwest Africa. And further to that, we have an update on the various expeditions to Bouvet Island. For all the VHFers out there, Dr. Kevin Johnston, VK4 Uncle Henry, returns with his Meteor Scatter Report, covering upcoming events and showers, plus meteor scatter activity schedules. Look for it, issue 5. And when you get it, turn to page 7 for details on our reader survey. There you will find a QR code. Scan that with your smartphone and off you go. Or just put the web address into your browser. We'd love to hear from you about your ideas and opinions on the magazine to help shape its future. Completing the survey only takes about 12 minutes. Your magazine, your views, please. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, commencing news from Region 1. IARU Region 1 has announced the recipients of the Region 1 medals. They are six people who have each made a very significant contribution to the IARU Region 1's work over the years. Hilary Clayton-Smith, Golf 4 Juliet Kilo Sierra, is an EMC committee member and until recently its secretary for nearly 25 years. She's been an IARU representative in the European Telecommunications Standardisation Institute during discussions on powerline technology. The EMC's committee is a forum for progressing the region's work on EMC matters and much of its success is due to Hillary's early work. Hillary is also a past president of the RSGB. Dave Court, Echo India 3 India Oscar, 
led the Spectrum and Regulatory Liaison Committee through the period of WRC19 that resulted in the Region 1 wide allocation to the amateur service of a 2 MHz segment at 50 MHz. Other medal recipients were Peter, Hotel Bravo 9 Charlie Echo Tango, Tor, Lima Alpha 9 Quebec Lima, Jacques, Oscar November 4 Alpha, Victor Juliet, and Hans, Oscar November 6 Whiskey Quebec. It had been planned for Switzerland to shut down all FM broadcasters in 2022-23, but now it's been decided to delay until 2024. The Swiss radio broadcasters have decided to complete the shutdown as originally planned on the 31st of December 2024. At this time, the VHF radio licences will also expire. From this date, therefore, no programs will be broadcast via FM. With the return to the original shutdown date, consumers will also have more time to change technology. In 2014, Swiss radios agreed to switch off FM broadcasting of their programs by 2024 at the latest. Since at the end of last year, almost three-quarters of radio usage was digital, the radio industry came to the conclusion that under these conditions, an early and staggered shutdown of FM stations in August 2022 SRG and in January 2023 for private radios would be responsible. This was agreed by 42 out of 44 radio broadcasters and SRG. Switzerland, with three languages, sees German-speaking Switzerland and Italian-speaking Switzerland. The vast majority of radio broadcasters are still in favour of the premature shutdown of FM. In French-speaking Switzerland, however, it was not possible to find a sufficient majority in the concrete implementation. Since a nationwide solution is needed, the radios have therefore returned to their original plan to switch off the FM stations on the 31st of December 2024. In addition, the latest market figures indicate that listeners need more time for the changeover. With this shift, consumers, especially those who drive a car, have more time to change technology. In Switzerland, the proportion of new vehicles suitable for DAB Plus has been almost 100% since 2020. There is a need for retrofitting, especially in older cars that have no reception via DAB Plus or other digital channels. Since 2019, new cars from the EU must also have a reception option via DAB Plus as standard in Switzerland. The radio industry is aware that FM has no future after 2024. News from Region 2, Ham Radio Science Citizen Investigation. HamSci founder Nathaniel Frissel, Whiskey 2 November Alpha Foxtrot, an assistant professor in the University of Scranton's Physics and Engineering Department, has been awarded an over 653000 Australian dollar grant through the NASA Space Weather Applications Operation Phase 2 Research Program. W2NAF will serve as principal investigator for a research project entitled Enabling Space Weather Research with Global Scale Amateur Radio Datasets. He'll collaborate with Philip Erickson, Whiskey One, Papa Juliet Echo of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Haystack Observatory and Bill Engelk, Alpha Bravo 4 Echo Juliet at the University of Alabama. The grant includes significant funding for participation of Scranton undergraduate students in this research, as well as support for new computation resources, Nathaniel Frissel, Whiskey 2 November Alpha Foxtrot, said. And rounding up international news from Region 3, up anchor from New Zealand, Braveheart on the move. 
Paul, November 6 Papa Sierra Echo, has announced this month September on the Intrepid DX Group's Facebook page, we're happy to receive some news from our old friend Nigel Jolly. He's sold the Braveheart to a new owner who will still make her available for amateur radio de-expeditions. Her new home port will be Ushuaia, Argentina, on the Tierra del Fuego archipelago, the southernmost tip of South America. Well, it will be once Braveheart can be moved, sailed from New Zealand. More DX news in a tick as Felix opens his DX window. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello, and yes, it's time for DX in the Contact Sport News, and today I'll be joined by both Trent, VK4TS, and Martin, VK7GN. So with news on the Big Two, Voice, October 2 and 3, and CW, October 9 and 10. And it's from the top of Australia down to the bottom. Martin, BK7GN on behalf of the Oceania DX Contest Committee. We're approaching the month of October and the 76th running of the contest. Thanks to VK5GR and the ARAG crew, we have a fantastic new website. Put it up in your browser, it is well worth a look. Oceania DX Contest, all one word, dot com. That's www.oceaniadxcontest.com. There are links to the full rules as well as an introductory video that is useful for new and old operators. Now is the time to get set with a logging program. There are some very good ones available free on the web, including VKCL and Ed1MM. See the Oceania Contest webpage for a full list. A logging program is important as entries now have to be in by the end of October and handwritten logs are limited to 50 contacts. That is because the committee has to enter them into the computer to facilitate the log checking. We have decided to continue with the new start and finish times of 0600 UTC. It seemed to work out okay for everyone. The contest dates in 2021 are Phone, 0600 UTC, Saturday the 2nd of October, to 0600 UTC, Sunday the 3rd of October. CW is 0600 UTC, Saturday the 8th of October, to 0600 UTC, Sunday 10th of October. Just exchange signal reports with a number starting at 001, like 57001. Multipliers are prefixes which can be counted on each band, so you can work VK7GN on each band for a multiplier. 160 to 10 is 6 multipliers. There are trophies for continent winners and certificates for many categories. This year there are two YL trophies available commemorating two very significant YL radio amateurs in the history of VK. The Florence McKenzie Mrs. Mack Award and the Austin Henry VK3YL Award. When using computer logging, make sure the time and date are correct and the log knows whether the computer is set to local time or UTC. Getting trophies to winners while under various COVID restrictions has been difficult, but we will persist. There has been some encouraging news on sunspots in recent days. Let's hope the sun keeps active until early October. Good luck and see you on the bands in October. Thanks, Martin. Now, after October, we move on to November. 
announced spring VHF UHF field days November 27, 28. December 4 and 5, 160 metres worldwide. December 11 and 12, 10 metres worldwide. This is WIA National News, and who was Ross Hull? And why do we have a major VHF contest named in his honour? With the answer to that, and a whole lot more, here's that contest of renown, Trent Sampson, VK4TS. Greetings team. The Ross Hull contest is open to all amateurs worldwide and is a VHF and up contest with a distance-based scoring methodology. Ross Hull was an Australian amateur who moved to the USA and was appointed editor of QST shortly before his untimely death in 1938. This year there have been a couple of minor changes to the rules and they are the inclusion of CW as a separate mode, the inclusion of an overall championship category and the inclusion of multi-operator stations. The Ross Hull could be won from anywhere, however a quick look over the past winners shows all mainland states have had a winner, as well as as ZL3, but surprisingly no VK7s or VK8s. Crank up the gear and strap yourself in for a VHF DX fun during January. We hope to hear as many calls as possible. This has been Trent, VK4TS. Back to the news desk. Thanks Trent. Now let's take a peek through the DX window. Italy. Members of the ARI, Senzione di Brescia are active as II2GP from Brescia until September 26, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the first Italian Grand Prix, which took place in September 1921. A special first Italian car Grand Prix Centenary Award is available. Mexico. Special event station 6I1M is QRV until September 27 to celebrate 200 years of Mexican independence. This on 8 to 10 metres using CWSSB FT8 and FT4. QSL direct to XE1 SPM. Rwanda, 9X. QRV is 9X2 AW from Kigali in Rwanda until the 28th of September with activity on the HF bands CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. QSL via M0 OXO. VI50 SG is QRV until December 31 commemorating 50 years of the St George Amateur Radio Society in New South Wales. QSL via the Bureau. VK20 Home Don't forget that the WIA's special event call sign VK20 Home is still available for members to use until December 31st. Check the WIA website and special event pages to book your time slot for use. Beacons, and as I say goodbye this week from operational news, it's to some bigger news with VK4LA. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Thanks, Felix. Want to let everyone know of my new 10-metre band beacon transmitter that is on air at the moment. It's been operating for about six months or so and is located at my home Kitty H of North Lakes, about 27 kilometres northwest of Brisbane City. The beacon is of homebrew design and it operates about 5 watts RF output and into an antenna. The antenna is a halfway vertical antenna at about 35 feet off the ground. The frequency of the beacon is 28.205.8 MHz CW mode. If you happen to receive it, we certainly would appreciate a signal report. You can send me a signal report direct to my email address that is on my qrz.com webpage. Just look up my call sign VK4LA. For the WIA National News, this is Robert, VK4LA73. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, our first category this week is Final Frontier. 
Cosmonauts find superficial fissures in the ageing Zarya module of the International Space Station and worry that they'll expand over time. Vladimir Solovyov, a Russian space program chief engineer, also pointed out that at least 80% of in-flight systems on the Russian segment of the ISS have passed their use-by or expiration date. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Here today, gone tomorrow. IOTA EU042, known as Harley Huger, is worth chasing because it's not there all the time. Located on the northwest coast of Germany on a large tidal plain, it occasionally submerges during spring tides and storms. DA0DFF will be on air from tomorrow, the 20th, until the 26th of September on HF and QO100. QSL via the DARC QSL Bureau. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Medical, Havana Syndrome and the Mystery Aches in the Head. Doctors, scientists, intelligence agents and government officials have all been trying to find out what causes Havana Syndrome, a mysterious illness that has struck American diplomats and spies. We've brought you this story over quite a few years, but the headaches not only continue, but appear to be worsening. Some call it an act of war. Others wonder if it's some new and secret form of surveillance, and some people believe it could just even be all in the mind. So who or what is responsible? It often starts with a sound, one that people struggle to describe. Buzzing, grinding metal, piercing squeals was the best they could manage. One woman described low hum and intense pressure in her skull. Another felt a pulse of pain. Those who did not hear a sound felt heat or pressure. But for those who heard the sound, covering their ears made no difference. Havana syndrome first emerged in Cuba in 2016. The first cases were CIA officers, which meant they were kept secret. Five years on, reports now number in the hundreds, and the BBC has been told span every continent, leaving a real impact on the US's ability to operate overseas. Uncovering the truth has now become a top US national security priority, one that an official has described as the most difficult intelligence challenge they've ever faced. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication, QRP New Zealand up and running, QRPNZ has reformed after a short recess. If you'd like a copy of the group's September newsletter, The Five Water, or information about the group, you can email the group's contact person, Philip, ZL1PSH, at the link in this week's text edition of WIA National News. So that's our special interest group news for the week. But before I go, a look at wireless weather. Another Carrington event likely. Ralph Squillace, KK6ITB, reports for Amateur Radio Newsline, that Professor Sanjita Abdul-Giotti, a computer scientist at the University of California, Irvine, believes that major solar storms are capable of compromising the Internet's global infrastructure, and probably will. It's not that a coronal mass ejection can disable the fibre-optic cables that form the foundation of the Internet. Those cables remain unaffected, and local Internet service would remain intact. But, the researcher said... The global network of undersea power supply cables that boost the Internet's international signals, the equivalent of repeaters, would suffer directly from electromagnetic fluctuations brought on by severe solar eruptions. In a recently released research paper, the professor speculated that this could knock nations off the Internet, isolating them for as long as several weeks. The professor presented her findings at a conference held virtually by the Association for Computer Machinery, 
She noted that astrophysicists say that there's a likelihood of between 1.6% and 12% that a strong enough storm of this sort will occur within the next decade. For many, her findings describe a future version of the Carrington event, a geomagnetic storm in September of 1859 that damaged the Earth's ozone layer and disrupted telegraph lines around the world. For WIA National News, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In South Australia, it can be heard on digital C4FM repeaters, VK5 RKW 70cm, VK5 RDF 2m, VK5 RBB 2m and 70cm, VK5 RSC 70cm, and VK5 RCT at 0900 hours Sunday morning and again at 1900 hours Sunday evening on room 69159 Adelaide 10G. I'm Pete, VK5JP. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK, and this is Rewind. Rewind. Radio has revolutionised the way we live. We all know that. It allows us to listen to the music we like in the car, around the house, or even on our phones. Or talkback shows, which I'm not a fan of. But where did radio come from, and who who really put together the first one? Tesla and Guglielmo Marconi are the two main competitors for the accolade of inventing the radio. Inventor Tesla may have got there first, as he demonstrated a wireless radio in St. Louis, Missouri, in 1893, but uh, Marconi got the first wireless telegraphy patent in England in 1896. Tesla filed for patents for his basic radio in the United States a year later and finally got his patent in 1900. The United States Supreme Court made a decision to give the title of first patent to Tesla instead of Marconi in 1943. Marconi was the first person to transmit signals received across the other side of the Atlantic on December 1st, 1901. As we've heard, in 1893, Tesla demonstrated the first working radio, but Marconi actually sent and received his first radio signal in Italy in 1895. However, before this, Marlon Loomis demonstrated that wireless telegraphy was possible in 1886. Prior even to that, in 1866, that's a long while ago, Heinrich Rudolf Hertz demonstrated the first radio waves, and even further back in the early 1860s, James Clark Maxwell predicted the existence of radio waves. So there it is. Radio, that magic spark. And it's still going strong. My time is up, though. With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. Well, there we be with the WIA National News for another week. On the 2021 social scene, and due to COVID-19 situations, please check these events direct for up-to-date status information. And as we say, even without COVID, dates do have an uncanny knack of being changed at the last moment. Now, the Australian Government Department of Health portal for coronavirus-19 The latest news, key facts and figures, the contacts and the answers to all your questions is on www.health.gov.au. 
www.gov.au. Remember, don't just rely on social media posts from the great unwashed. Speaking of unwashed, our three W's, wash your hands, wear your mask and watch your distance, at least one and a half metres. Now, four events to go this year in our social scene. One in Perth, one hopefully in Melbourne and two to come in VK4. In VK4, it's the Cardwell Gathering, October 1-4 to at Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. In VK4, Sunfest Field Day, Monday, October 4 at the Nambour Showgrounds. VK6, October 23, Perth Tech. And VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark, 9.30am, November 14. Now, as I do leave you this week, a pair of golden ears to this newscast have picked up on some almost unacceptable audio, particularly of late. Now, let me share WIA news broadcast feedback. And I quote, Hi Graham, I always enjoy the weekly news bulletin and I know a huge amount of work is put in by members. This is much appreciated by me. However, today, several of the presenters were way off microphone and sounded echoey. And I believe that this spoils an otherwise quality bulletin. 73 from Al Curtin, VK4, double FKZ, September 12. Well spotted, Alan. As we say, when you're recording, get as close to your microphone as possible without popping. Be aware of your recording room ambience. And don't be shy. Speak up. Project. But the big thing is, always check your audio before sending it in. And with that, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.